0: Now it's time for Half Hour to Health on 107.7 The Pulse. I shall not feel good.
1: Good morning and welcome to Half Hour to Health. I'm Dr. Stephanie from Crossroads Chiropractic and I have a very special guest on the phone with us today, Dr. Christy Kwan. She completed her Doctor of Chiropractic degree within the research track at Life University and she has so many accolades to her academic successes and she's currently the Executive Director of the Foundation for Vertebral Subluxation and on the full-time faculty at Life University down in Marietta, Georgia. Good morning.
0: Good morning, Stephanie. Good morning, Dr. Mills. Thank thanks for you. having me on.
1: Oh, thanks for being on with us. I'm so excited to hear about what's going on within um, the research community uh, in regards to chiropractic, and you are in the heart of it all. So give give our listeners a little bit of background of, of what's up and coming and exciting within chiropractic.
0: Sure. Um, I think we're really at a very interesting time. Um the profession is sort of at a crossroads because obviously we've had some internal challenges as far as, you know, conversations about just some of the basics, like defining the publicization, uh, whether we want to use the terminology. We've got some worldwide challenges about things like adjusting children and adjusting families and uh, limiting our scope uh, to musculoskeletal, expanding our scope to include drugs and prescriptions, so we're kind of all over the place in terms of our profession, and I think it's kind of a ripe place for us to start having more conversations and more attention related to our research and what we can do and what we should do, so I'm actually kind of, you know, on a positive note looking at some exciting things that we can do, and what I'm seeing more and more, um, so I finished chiropractic school in 2011, so I've been kind of involved with the profession for about a decade, and I definitely think I'm seeing a lot more interest in what's going out on out there with research because of all of these shifts in the tide. Um, so at the Foundation, we've uh, had a pretty uh, heavy focus on research uh, since we got started back in 2010. And um, I've been really lucky. Uh, I've been able to do uh, an advanced imaging fellowship through the foundation. So I spent some time last year at Harvard University um, studying functional MRI. Um, So that's one thing we're really excited about is the potential to do some research using functional MRI. It's a way that we can capture how the brain is responding to neural input and blood flow uh, essentially in real time. So Over a period of 10 to 30 minutes, we can kind of almost take like a still frame video image um, of the brain and get a sense of how it's working and how all the neural networks are connecting with one another. So it really gives us a good picture of connectivity. So that's something I'm really excited to do. Um, And in the meantime, we've also been working on a big study, a big epidemiology study. So another interest that I have really is in the public health aspect of chiropractic. And so our focus is really to figure out you know how many people really need chiropractic care. And I think most of your listeners would agree that it's going to be pretty much everyone. But the reality is we don't have those numbers to it yet. Um, and so I'm excited to start getting that data together so we can definitively say this is a percentage of the population that presents with indicators of subluxation Um, and be able to just show the data um, out in the public Uh, because that's really what it comes down to. Um, I say that one of my mantras is really that, you know, if you can't measure it, it doesn't exist. Um, And not to say that this, you know, this stuff doesn't exist. It's just that we can't demonstrate it if we don't have data. So that's what I'm really most interested in at this point.
1: Excellent. Are there any new studies that are coming out or have just come out that you'd like to share with the listeners?
0: Um, Well, just that. Uh, So we've been working with some biostatisticians at Emory University for some time now. We're working with a data set of about 2,000 patients, and uh, we can't share the exact results quite yet. We're hoping to um, shortly. So we've got some preliminary results that are pretty promising that show that a good majority of that population has – some type of indicator of subluxation, Mm -hmm. Um, and when we're talking about indicators of subluxation, we're talking about both the biomechanical component as well as the nerve interference, so we're never looking at just one. Um, We're measuring both and seeing where those two things come together to be able to definitively say that something's kind of potentially going on there, so that's where we are with um, our research, um, and we're really excited to share those results um, in the next coming months.
1: So you're you're talking about this concept of subluxation, and you know there may be some listeners that are new and tuning in for the first time. Um, why don't you go ahead and define subluxation and and talk a little bit about how that can affect people's health?
0: Sure. Uh, so I, I have been the um, director of the foundation for. Uh, vertebral subluxation since we started in 2010 Um, and we've been paying close attention to everything that's going on in the um, research world but also the chiropractic profession as a whole and so we've been really focused on this idea of subluxation. It's been coming up a lot as far as what it is and whether it's a term that we should even be using. Um, As far as our our philosophy and our, you know, focus as an organization, um, you know, we definitely believe that the subluxation is just that, something that has a biomechanical component as well as a neurological component that could potentially affect health. And, of course, there's a lot of different models to subluxation that you could apply, um, and maybe they'll be tied to one or more particular health issues. Uh, what we know for sure is that a person who has So uh, some type of nerve interference is going to have diminished um, efficiency of their body. And that's really what we're focused in. So there's a lot of ways to measure that in clinical practice. And that's another thing that I would really encourage people to start doing in their offices if they're not really doing it on a regular basis. So are you doing, you know, some type of x-ray or other imaging um, and then are you also using other indicators like heart rate variability or thermography, surface EMG, or whatever it may be, um, to see changes over periods of time with the patients that you're seeing? Mm-hmm.
1: Now, for the general public, how do you um, give examples of ways that people may become subluxated?
0: Well, living facing gravity, um, any... Um, minor or major stressors in your life could potentially alter how your body functions. Um, And I would say that we couldn't definitively say, you know, it's not like the allopathic model where we would say that, you know, one specific process in the body is associated with one specific disease or whatever it may be. But just that there is this potential that the presence of a subluxation, the presence of misalignment can be detrimental to your health and your function, Um, and that could be from all of the uh, internal or external stressors in your life. And, um, you know, of course, that starts with birth and the birthing process and then just kind of the day-to-day. And so the best way to know if something may or may not be going on is not necessarily the symptoms that you're experiencing, but to actually be uh, evaluated and analyzed by a licensed doctor of chiropractic um, because the symptoms alone are not necessarily going to tell us exactly what's going on with our health and what's going on with our body.
1: Mm -hmm. That's something that I I think that people don't always realize is that you can have a subluxation or a misalignment in the spine without neck pain or back pain or or maybe outward symptoms that you would tie back to your spine?
0: Certainly. Certainly. Um, And that's, you know, it kind of ties into some of the concepts that we've been talking about a little bit more in chiropractic these days. Um, So for instance, the term solidogenesis and the idea of health just being on a spectrum. So you can be in pain and that means you're at one point in that health spectrum, but things are happening in your body before you get to that pain point, Um, unless it's something traumatic like, you know, a fracture or something like that. Generally speaking, most of the pain um, that we experience in our lifetime comes from a series of events and a series of micro traumas. And so part of the idea of wellness and the idea of overall health is that we kind of do things that, prevent us from getting to that point or do our best to prevent ourselves from getting to that point. And I think that's sort of where chiropractic care can fit in, um, in addition to, of course, potentially getting people out of pain, because that's also an important thing.
1: So if you're just tuning in, we've got Dr. Christy Kwan on the line with us. She is the executive director for the Foundation for Vertebral Subluxation Research. She's ser- sharing with us this morning um, some of the things that are happening within the profession, within chiropractic, and um, the research that is going on. Now, um, you're also f- a faculty member at Life University, which is one of the largest chiropractic colleges um, in the world. Tell us a-, a little bit about what what's going on within the um College research spectrum.
0: Sure. Um, so we have a number of programs at Life uh, that help support research. Uh, the one that I'm direct, directly involved with is uh, the research track, which is a specialized track within the College of Chiropractic. Um, we have five students at any one time who accepted into the track, and then um, for about the second half of their time at Life in the Doctor of Chiropractic program. They're dedicated to a unique project of their own, uh, advised by faculty mentors, including myself. Um, so I'll actually be at IRAPS at Sherman College of Chiropractic uh, presenting on behalf of one of our recent graduates who completed a project focused on uh, lung function and quality of life for asthmatic patients. So we're really excited to share the results of that. Um, it's a really great experience, one that I was involved with as a student, at Life as well years ago, Um, it gives students an opportunity to become a little bit more comfortable with research and also experience some of the challenges of conducting practice-based research in a little bit of a low-risk setting, right? So because they're students and they're not necessarily trying to juggle all of the challenges of running a practice at the same time as running a research study, Um, Not to say that being a student isn't challenging, but it's just a little bit of a different environment where they have a lot more uh, mentorship by their side. So we've got some promising results out of that study. Um, Those patients were all under Thompson care, and we did some pre and post at 6 and 12 weeks. So I'm pretty excited to share those results at uh, IRAPs.
1: Now, are those study results published anywhere yet? Is that something that the general public could see?
0: Uh, we are planning to publish the results. So um, the student kind of uh, finished the uh, study right at the 11th hour before graduation. So she, she just graduated a uh, couple months ago. And so we're kind of working through the peer review process now and we're hoping to publish soon. Um, as far as the general public and even uh, not just lay people, but chiropractors who are starting to get their feet wet with research and um, starting to become more and more interested in it. Um, there is a great magazine that we started to publish uh, called Coherence through Chiropractic, and it's a subscriber benefit um, through McCoy Press. And it's a magazine that attempts to kind of help bring research, highlighting vertebral subluxation-based research, um, to help educate the general public as well as our profession. So that's a great general way for people to get um, more, you know, just kind of oriented to what's going on in the research world in chiropractic without delving deeply into all of the manuscripts that tend to be a little bit more technical and may not have as much of the broad appeal as, um, you know, as these articles do.
1: That's wonderful. So easier access to understanding what's going on um, through that magazine called Coherence. We've got to take a break, but we will be right back here on Half Hour to Health.